Hey there, I'm Owen Harn. I uh, play Gabriel on season five of Cobra Kai. I am in about three episodes. I am Mr. Jello. You know, if you see the Jello, you will re definitely recognize me. Crease uh, and I get into it. We have such a blast together. It's been amazing. Um, I hope you guys really enjoy this podcast today, and I hope you enjoyed the season so far, and you guys are probably really looking forward to season six by now, I'm sure, after if you've seen the finale. back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion and I am Peter and today today you guys got a very very bad and scary man joining us uh, we got <laughs> Owen Owen Hard who plays Gabriel how you doing sir I am doing excellent how you doing I'm doing pretty good um, definitely want to learn uh, some more about you uh, before we get into talking about Cobra Kai first off you know you're part of an amazing season and it's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes you, you got to be pretty proud about that yeah hundred percent I mean that's that's freaking crazy I was like when I when I saw that it was already hundred percent before I even got released because I didn't get to see it apparently you got to view it before I even did because you hit me up and said oh, hey man saw this and this and I'm like well, I don't know what's happening I didn't know what you know got cut or what you know got uh got played into the uh to the uh, season so i was like okay I'm, I'm like awaiting that's why i didn't want to do any interviews because i wasn't sure if they were gonna do any of the sayonara and say at the end and have them come back and and maybe play it out for season six because that was like you know in the back of my mind i'm like oh, what if they have me kill him off and then they don't want to sh show him come back until season six so that was kind of like wandering in the back of my mind. But um, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. Originally, it was just supposed to be like a one and done for me. And, um, you know, I was just supposed to be this guy that picks on Crease, which was great. We had a great time doing that. But I, I just kept going to the uh, the producers and the the writing and creative team. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I think I think the fans would really like it if maybe this and this happened in, in the next episode. I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I'm willing to come back for another episode. And they're like listening to my ideas. And I'm like, that that's a great idea. I, I love that. And then I came up with another idea for like the season finale, like with a prison break, maybe. And I, I, I shot them that idea and they were like, we love that idea. So, I mean, it ended up turning from one episode into three and I'm just like, all right, cool. You know, uh, you know, being on set, you, you, I was always taught to mind your P's and Q's and don't say anything. Don't talk to anybody. Just hit your mark, say your line and leave but now i'm just like you know what man i've been doing this a long time i'm done playing the you know the uh pussy role and i'm I'm just gonna be like you know this is my idea want to go with it worst i can say is no and which with this creative team they've been so great with me that they were like okay we're gonna go with it and 
And obviously, yes, I ended up getting three episodes instead of the one. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful that they liked some of my ideas. I gave them some ideas for season six. We'll see what happens. Not going to say what I told them, but, you know, because spoiler alert. Yeah, you never know. Never yeah, know. Exactly. So you, you actually um, wanted to get into acting at a pretty young age, huh? Yeah, I wanted to do it since I saw my first um, talent show in uh, first grade. I just saw these kids up there yeah, performing in my elementary school. And I was like, I want to do that. But the only problem is I was so damn shy and I didn't know how to express myself. And I just I wanted to do it, but I couldn't do it. And I finally just had to force my way into it. And I just from day one, I, I just started imitating kids and teachers. And then once I started imitating other teachers in first grade, I started getting in trouble for it. I was like, whoop. I just got in trouble for that. I, I must have did a good job. So now I'm on to something here, you know, because, I mean, I, I've, I've imitated people my whole life, you know, and uh, I originally got into this business to do comedy. And, you know, being my size, it's like, oh, you're so scary. Why, why would anybody think you to do comedy? I was like, well, I'm sorry, I might be a five foot eight person and a six five body that's 200 and, you know, almost 60 pounds. But, you know. <laughs> I just, uh, I kind of just, you know, defeated the odds and a lot of people told me, you know, to pursue it. There was a lot of people that told me not to do it. And I ended up going to college right after high school. And just, I got a late start until I was almost 28 years old. And I guess all I wanted to do, like in my, my, my senior class, I, I won seven senior superlative awards and I, I won most likely become famous, most likely succeed. Everybody thought it was going to be this actor. And then right when you graduate, it's just like you have all this pressure and you don't know what to do with yourself. And I kind of just like, you know, fell under the radar and and just gave up on myself until the point where my back was like up against the wall. And I was like, you know what, what have I got to lose? So I just put, you know, put my fourth effort for it and, uh, went at it and now here I am it's crazy you know and I'm working with actors I you know dreamed of working with since I was a kid you know I'm just I've been watching karate kids since I was a little kid and just like now working with those guys today it's like super surreal I'm like wow it's like I'm really here but now I'm I'm to the point where I'm like yes I'm really here but yes I deserve to be here so, you know, it's it's not me being, you know, arrogant or anything like that. It's just like I've worked very hard and I, now I understand, yes, no, I do deserve to be here with these guys. And I'm very thankful that they acknowledged my talent. They loved my audition and they agreed to hire me and bring me onto their team. And and it's it's been the most accepting uh, atmosphere I've ever worked on on any set. And this is like, I've worked on 50 something sets and I've worked on sets like Walking Dead, which was a, a freaking nightmare. I, I hated working on that set. I mean, some people loved it. I hated it, but um, Cobra Kai was definitely one of the best experiences I had in my life because it's very rare as an actor that you get to even audition for shows that you enjoy. Like most of the stuff I audition for or even book, it's like crap that I wouldn't even want to show my six-year-old kid. 
But something like this, I'm like, God, this is great, huh, son. You know, I showed my six year old son. I'm like, hey, you, you want to watch Daddy in this new uh, hit series on? You're on Netflix. I'm like, yes, Daddy's on Netflix. And then he watches. He go, Daddy, why did you take that guy's Jello? I'm like, that's 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 what you have to say to me. Why did I have to take to his Jello? Take his Jello because my son loves Jello. So. Jello is like his thing. And I thought he would get a kick out of Jello, but he was like, no, no, no. Bad dada. You took his Jello. I'm like, okay, great. You know, we're good. We're moving on here. But <laughs> never take a man's Jello. Never take a man's Jello unless you're in jail. <laughs> you no, know, you have been working hard. You, you said that, um, you know, you got over 50 credits to your name and you started late in life. You mentioned Walking Dead. I, I believe you were also on Gotham. I was on Gotham. Yeah. yeah. I was in season four or something like that. So yeah, you, yeah you've been in a, you know, on, on pretty big shows with a huge fandom. Um, can you yeah. talk about like, maybe um, is, do you see any kind of differences like within those three fandoms, like walking dead, Gotham, you know, basically your comic comic book uh, uh, um, uh, fandom and also the crowded kid and Cobra Kai. And then, yeah, Lucifer, obviously, uh, was, you know, Lucifer's DC Comics as, as well. And luckily with DC Comics, you can, they let you audition and book multiple roles on that. But it, I, have, I have yet to do a Marvel role. And if I were to do one Marvel role, and if it was, you know, guy picking nose and corner number two, then guess what? You're, you're out of it for Marvel. DC is different, which I love DC. Cool. They'd let you do as many DC roles as you want. But, um, yeah, no, Gotham, I think, was my first DC role. And, uh, you know, I had to be this ancient Egyptian character coming after Batman to, you know, strangle him to death in uh, Brooklyn. That was, that, was, uh, that was quite an experience. But, um, no, I, I, I've, I've enjoyed, you know, every bit of it. You know, doing the stunts. I mean, you know, yet granted, I have my own stunt double most of the time, but then sometimes 90% I have to do 90% of the work. And then those other 10%, my stunt double comes in there and makes me look even better. Thank God, because it, it's, it's a painful job if you have to do it. Like when we did the Cobra Kai scene where Crease, you know, young Crease pulls me and knocks me into that. Uh, bed frame i really like rock my head right into that um steel bed frame because i mean that was a real jail cell that we worked in and we kept doing it and doing it and wasn't selling it because i was trying to like not hit it and then like rock my head back and i was like you know what I got to, that's the only way we're gonna sell this so everybody can go home i'm gonna hit my head on it and just so I really rocked my head on it and my, my bell was completely wrong. And I'm just like, Oh, are you okay? Like, yes. Promise. Yes. Sure. Let's go on. Let's just do this. Let's get it done. I want to, you know, I wanted to look real as possible. And it was, you know, I made it as real as possible. It, it was real. I really hit my head on that. It, you, you, know, you had a, a red print right here. Part, that part was makeup. But okay. the part I hit was like right in the corner, which, you know, they like covered that up. But yeah, that part there, that was the actual makeup. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm sorry if I got off topic somewhere. I, I tend to uh, 
Oh yeah. You know, ramble on a little bit, you know, to no, Gemini. No, it's, 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 <laughs> oh, so, so you and your son are both Gemini's? Mm-hmm. Um, Four days apart. So he's uh he's June 8th, I'm June 4th, so he's definitely my mini me. Uh, is he uh, a big kid? God, no, I wish you were, <laughs> you know, which is funny, is like because I would take him to soccer practice, and this is before I booked Cobra High, and I'm very like serious and adamant about sports, and he, you know. He's got the most athletic parents you could have on the fucking field and between me and his mom. And I'm like running up and down the field. Keep, keep, keep getting that ball. Do not give up on your teammates. Do not give up on your teammates. And then my wife looks at me like, oh, my God. And she started calling me crease. She's like, you're such a crease. (laughs) Such a crease. And like we're watching season three at that time because this is like what? early 2001 and uh we're watching she's like oh my god how amazing would it be if you were to book cover high and all your scenes were with crease and i'm just like i was like well why would that happen i said number one i've never even auditioned for this show and you know i i don't know if that's gonna happen and then like seven months later there i was working with with crease you know and uh, what was funny is because I was in the middle of filming a series called Florida Man in uh, North Carolina for Netflix that hasn't aired yet. But um, flying in North Carolina and I just had this strong feeling come over me. I'm like, as soon as we land, I'm going to look at my email once I turn off airplane mode and there's going to be an audition there. And so as soon as I turned off airplane mode, there's the audition. And it was for Cobra Kai. I'm just like awesome dope great and so i get back to my hotel i uh unzip my suitcase and unbeknownst to me i don't even i don't even remember packing my bag because sometimes you're just so on the run you just throw whatever in unbeknownst to me i i look in there and the first thing laying on top of my suitcase is my cobra kai t-shirt and i'm just like holy f I am going to book this bitch. So I was just like, all right. I said, I'm booking this. This is done. It's a good deal. I was like, we're doing it. So I just had all the confidence in the world that I was going to do it. And then I I sent in the audition from my hotel room. And then three days later, they were like, we want Owen. I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. (laughs) You just did a a self-tape pretty much. Yeah, did a self-tape in my hotel room. I mean, I, I was even my own reader. Because <laughs> I can change my voice. And yeah, I hear that. I, I know how to implement it. You know, I'm smart. I'm pretty tech savvy with a computer. I mean, being a big guy, no, we we don't look pretty smart, but uh, you know, I'm uh I'm pretty savvy with the uh technology part. And uh yeah, I was my own reader for it and everything. I sent it in and nobody else knew. And I uh I, I landed it three days later after I sent it in, and I was like, awesome. Let's do this. I was super excited because that was like the first like booking that I had that I really wanted to book since Vice Principals. Like Vice Principals was probably my first big break. And uh, I had so much fun working with those guys just because they let me improv and do whatever I wanted. And, you know, I had I, I still felt the same free reign with these guys on uh, on Cobra Kai, you know, Josh and Hayden. And and John Hurwitz, you know, they they were all amazing to work with. So I uh 
yeah, it was truly, it was truly a blessing working with these guys, to be honest. Yeah, they're really good guys. And, you know, everyone I've, I've spoken with, they say the same thing. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a very friendly and family-like uh, atmosphere. And, you know, uh, they're open, you know, he- hearing uh, open other ideas. They were open ideas. Yeah. Like I, said, I, I, you know, I was like supposed to be a one and done. And I said, hey, you know, what if this happened? I think the fans would like it if this happened. And, I, you know, and I just kept giving them ideas and they would like kind of go with it. And Next thing I know, I'm there three episodes. And I was like, wow, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. So I used to always just sit there, just shut up, you know, hit my mark, say my lines and go home. But I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm 40 years old. I said, I'm done being quiet. I said, those are the guys I need to talk to. These are great ideas that I have. I'm going to say something. And they were completely open to it. And it was amazing. And I thank them for it. And um, I'm glad I just stopped, you know, being a little pansy about it. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, that's that's how you're taught as an actor. You just go and say your lines and he hope not to get fired. You know, because uh, and I, just, I, I think I just got to that point where I was like, yeah, I, I don't care if I get fired or not. Like, just I'm here. I'm going to say what I want. And, you know, with within reason and um, just do my thing. You know, be as creative as possible. And like I said, the worst they can say is no. And they didn't. They said yes. And they were cool. And that's all you can ask for as an actor, as a creative artist. So those guys are amazing. And I would love to work with them again. Obviously, you know, season six comes around and they want, you know, me to take some of Terry Silver's Jello. I'll be more than happy to. Or if Terry Silver's decides he, that he needs to be in prison and create maybe his own dojo inside the prison and, tr- you know, train some prisoners in order to break out of there. And, you know, some that'd be cool, too. I think the fans would love it. I don't know. That's, you know. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. I, I think there's definitely room for Gabriel to return with some some comedy. I love the Cornuts line. That was really hilarious. Yeah. Uh, can you uh, give some insight on the, the, the first time we see Gabriel and um, he goes up to Crease and says, basically, like, from now on, you're going to give me your jello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, when I'm when I'm doing that, like, because this is obviously me and martin's first scene together uh, he's not he, he doesn't know what to expect from me and he doesn't know what i'm gonna say and how i'm gonna say it and because I, I and i don't know how the guys read it before i did they're gonna hey sensei this is my jello from now i just wanted to play with him like hey sensei oh, look at you feeding yourself i guess the nurse that has your <laughs> changes your diaper has a day off because, I mean, naturally, I'm just a comedian. That's always how I've been. I, I like to deliver it that way. And if I'm in prison with somebody, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw with them and uh, take their jello and their bologna sandwiches and then what else the, those guys eat. I mean, not that I've ever been there before. <laughs> so the, 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 the lines that you say to, or Gabriel says to Crease. Was that all on paper or did you have any kind of um, uh, different takes uh, of like variations of those lines? Uh, yeah, I mean, there were there were some that were, you know, improv and um, especially like me, me coming up and, and 
after he had already, you know, put me in my submission and I come up and, you know, ask him, Hey, can I get you a soda or anything? Hey, we've got some corn nuts, you know, and <laughs> you know, that was all improv there. There was a scene there. My favorite scene actually got cut from the, uh, from the whole, from the whole episode. And I was just like flabbergasted. It was, it was me confronting crease in his cell when he was getting the letter from the warden and i kind of like walk in i'm like like oh, oh is that a letter from the warden and he like crumbles it up oh let me guess some bad news you know what this jello cup here i'm just tastes like shit and I, I take it and I, I, th I throw it in his toilet. And then on that take, I made it right in the toilet. And I look at him like, oopsies. Maybe tomorrow's will be better. Once you get some sleep, old man, you know, and he's just like, uh, and he's like looking at me because I'm like improving. And he kind of looks at me like, this asshole's just really trying to run away with this thing. <laughs> but no, Martin was super cool to work with. You know, he and I had some great conversations beyond uh, behind the scenes. And uh, but that that was my favorite scene, and I, that's the one I was like really looking forward to to like putting on my demo reel. And but it got completely cut, and I was just like, "What happened? Why?" Yeah, uh, you never can tell, man. I mean, I, I've I've done a lot of shows where. I've had some great lines that I was really looking forward to that just got completely cut. And you just, you never know why, you know, it's not your fault as the actor. It's just time consumed or, you know, they're trying to just trim it down to wherever they need it to be. Um, so it's, it just, it can't take it personal at the end of the day, honestly. Yeah, it sounds like a hilarious scene in, in the delivery. It would have, it would have been. <laughs> I, re I reached out to Josh and uh, I said, hey, man, is there any way I can get a copy of that? Because I'll submit for it. But I, he said, I don't think Sony's going to go for it. But at least he answered me back on it. And I was like, appreciative of that. So, um, but yeah, no. Other than that, man, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was pleased with a lot of the scenes and uh, how the role panned out and you know, I was actually at a, a PDQ the other day and this is two days ago, just trying to get some chicken and, and the lady recognized me from it and she just really didn't want to serve me and like gave it to the other guy. He was like, you're the guy from Cobra Kai? I was like, yeah. It's like, yeah, she's she's super scared of you. She she doesn't want to serve you. She just like, she'll never look at you the same. I was like, I come in here like, you know, three times a week. <laughs> You know that that scene. Uh, who knows? It might end up on like the DVD or something. You know, they sometimes have like dele deleted scenes. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll have to pick that up just in case. You know, but um, yeah, working with those guys was amazing, and working with Crease behind scenes, uh, it was that was the first time I had ever seen a human being eat Reese's peanut butter cups and Reese's peanut uh, pieces at the same exact time. You know, he's, just, he's eating a peanut butter cup and then he's like guzzling down these uh, Reese's pieces. I'm just like thinking, I'm like, this is like Reese's, this is like Crease's pieces here. And I'm like, I'm the only one like noticing this hilarious joke right now. And he was like, they're running his lines with Tori at the time, uh, uh, Peyton, 
Peyton List, you know, and yeah. I just I just thought it was hilarious, you know, that I was the only one catching that. <laughs> and I'd be like, I would tell, I would tell uh Martin when he's getting ready to go out and do a scene, I was like, all right, Marty, break a leg. You know, Owen, when you get to be 75, we no longer say break a leg. Okay, well, uh, can you at least go out there and sweep it? <laughs> but no, he was a good sport. He, he was hilarious. And um, yeah, love that guy. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pretty good. I've, um, I was actually a guest on his podcast uh, uh, back in June. So I got to you know um, speak with him. And Jesse's been on the show as well uh, since he was yeah. in season three. And yeah. Rachel, she's she's got a lot of like funny videos on TikTok and stuff as well. So yeah, uh, oh, wonderful and talented family. Um, the I, I I really like Gabriel. Like the um, the episode seven, I believe it was the uh, when when Johnny and Daniel come to visit. Like I like the idea that Gabriel's sitting sitting with his girlfriend or his wife. Yeah, Chris yeah. pops in, all of a sudden pop, pops up like, hey, Jensei, you know, like like he was already there. You know, he just creeps just walks in. But um, the entire time, if people aren't paying attention, you're in the frame. You're right there in the background. Yeah, I saw myself in the background. I just like I was like watching, like oh my god, because I just remember like having random conversations with this girl behind scenes, and I'm like, this is supposed to be my wife. I'm like, why am I in prison? Because this the, the girl I was working with. I mean, she was like, she looked exactly like Megan Fox. You know, you couldn't see her face because the hair is covering. I'm like, they need to show this girl's face. She's absolutely gorgeous but um you know but i'm just like running like wild lines with her back scenes and you know eating my corn nuts or whatever and it was just you know it was hilarious <laughs> so so were you guys actually talking i, I thought uh, maybe like in the background you just we were we were mouth yeah we were mouthing words and stuff and i was saying whatever i don't know she didn't understand what i was saying i didn't understand what she was saying we were just like mouthing words and i was like in a whole other dimension talking about this and who knows what she was talking about and we were just like there i mean it's it's like it's like what you do when you're an extra and i haven't done anything like that since god 2004 when i was brand new so it was like oh what do extras talk about <laughs> I, like, I like watching um like those scenes in particular because I, I think uh what was it season three when Robbie goes to you know um to Juvie, you yeah. know, like you can see like you know the kids in the background as well, or um gosh, who else? Even even when like Trey and Cruz go to go to prison as well. So I always uh -huh. kind of like watching people in the background just to see if I can even make out any of the words that they say. Just because oh, you know, yeah. we hear that uh, you know, there's there's not like real dialogue, so yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, I think I was just saying, I was like, yeah, so you need to get me out of here. I'm like, I think I got four months left. Come on. You know, I think I was just ad libbing so much, but like just not saying it out loud. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but I could just, yeah, I, I could still see myself in the background. I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, can I not see this right now? <laughs> I felt a little now, more myself at points. We were you given any backstory or did you come up with your own as to why Gabriel's in prison? I mean, it's the first thing it's said about the character is that he was a lifer. And mm. usually when somebody's a lifer, they're in there for life in prison. But I, I figured that I had maybe had killed somebody and I don't know. But, you know, the audience doesn't know that. So maybe 
Gabriel could get out in season six. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to be doing any karate anytime soon. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, that uh, that makes more sense if the description was, um, uh, you know, saying that Gabriel's a lifer because, you know, the obviously the act in, in uh, episode 10 you know, like uh, if it if it really happened, if he really killed Kreese, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. you know, why, why would you do that? You're just adding to your sentence. So knowing that he's a lifer, it makes more sense, yeah. like why he would actually go go through with it. So can can you talk about the the finale, uh, the, the very shocking finale? Yeah, I mean, you know, because right when they had me, like, you know, do the the stabbing and the the sensei part, there was there was more to it that they actually cut out, and I guess stop it don't do this and then i look at him I'm like i'm like you sure and then he gives me this nod and then i just that's when i started to like shiv him with the sayonara sensei but they didn't do that whole nod between us because they probably felt that i was going to give away too much which it would have uh but I think when I'm like running away after the stab and I look back and I give that little bit of a smile, it leads you to believe like, okay, was he taking it or, you know, you know, it, it just, it leaves it up to the audience to decide. And then obviously at the end of the episode, it's wait, this is gel. You know, and then he, you know, wakes up and kicks everybody's ass and and breaks out of there. So I don't know how much more time is going to be added on to Gabriel's time for helping him, you know, stage a fake prison break for a crime. He, you know, obviously didn't commit. He didn't beat up Stingray. So maybe I'll get exonerated at some point and uh, <laughs> get released and be able to work at Burger King and help, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to see that. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's just like I, uh, like I said, like when we were leaving, I was like, you know, I said, since since we know silver comes to prison, I said, I said, I think it'll be a pretty cool idea is if Gabriel's there to greet him and maybe take his jello. That's a good idea. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll see indeed. As we get ready to wrap up, just uh, yeah. any other um, uh, moments uh, that you you I don't know you've kind of mentioned some behind the scenes. Uh, just any anything else on uh, your time filming Cobra Kai? Yeah, I mean, I'm just let me let me let me just think for one second here. I mean, you know, like, yeah, we're working with Crease and, and and talking because he was he was gimping gimping around. He's like. Oh, and you know, when you're doing this stunt, don't, 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 you know, give it your all and, and hurt yourself. I mean, let these stunt guys get paid for what they're going to, that's why they're here. Get, let them get paid for what they're here for. I flailed my body around left and right and they just like just threw it all over the place. And that's not how people get beat up. And I just flew it around and I like look at these scars in the back of his neck and I'm like, man, this guy's had some major spinal injuries. And I'm just like, yeah, you're absolutely right because I have broken my hand in scenes with Matthew McConaughey and I had my bulging disc with Jason Statham years ago and uh, it's like yeah you really got to watch out for yourself in doing these these you know stunts and um, but you know listening to him and his advice you know you know give it your all but let the stunt man 
earn their paycheck and i was just like yeah oh absolutely from here on out 100 one thing more about um uh working with crease he goes which was extremely funny he goes you know and i just got booted off of dancing with the stars and these 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 assholes they wanted me to uh dance five to seven days a week i'm 75 years old and once one day they have me doing the bossa nova and then the next day i'm doing the cha-cha uh, you know i'm a classically da- uh, trained dancer but like when he said cha-cha like hearing cha-cha come out of Chris's mouth i mean i was completely dead i was just like oh my god i can't believe i'm hearing this right now so but um yeah like i said he th- those guys were, were were great and um uh, I don't know what else to, to say. Whatever you, you know, any other questions you have for me, please. Yeah, ask away. yeah. Just well, one last one. You you mentioned uh, Florida man, which you probably can't say too much about. Uh, if I, I can, I believe, yeah. I, I believe Carrie Anne Marie is also part of that project. She she played Sue, uh, part of the All Valley Board uh, Committee. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like that's a project that she was on as well. Uh, when is that expected to come out? Yeah, I did five out of eight episodes of that. Um, it's a dramedy that Jason Bateman is uh, producing. So it's all the same producers that Ozark. So I was just like, okay, we're, maybe we're destined to be a hit, hopefully. And uh, this is one of my favorite roles that I've played because it is comedy. You know, I do play a bad guy, but um, my character's more like a, uh, he's a Philly mob, but he's more like a cross between Joey from Friends and Cosmo Kramer. He's just like a damn idiot that you just can't help but like, which I really believe he's going to be a fan favorite on this show. Um, and I, like I said, that's not me being biased. I would tell you if I did a horrible job or not. I'd be way honest. Because I, you know, I've done some shows that weren't really that good (laughs) but uh, i think i really did a good job on this one and i'm i'm really expecting a lot of things to happen after this airs finally on netflix so i think it's going to be a huge hit um just matter time when when it gets released that's the thing with netflix is they don't they don't tell you when a new series gets dropped they kind of sort of just drop it uh, you know other than like something that's already established like cobra guy hey we got season five coming out and everybody's anticipating and ready for it but with netflix and it's a first time series you know uh season one they just drop it and wait to see who's going to watch it and really accept it for what it is, which is great. I get that. But at the same time as an actor, I'm just like, I filmed this thing a year ago. Uh, I really, you know, need some good footage and uh, more recognition in my career so that I can move forward and continue to book better roles and, and get the things that I deserve. But, um, but you know, it doesn't always play out that way. So you just kind of, it's like a, wait and see so you're at the mercy of what the producers want to do when they want to release something yeah um i think uh we'll end it right there owen i want to thank you so much for oh, thank uh, you. Thank you. yeah yeah absolutely uh, where can uh, people find you uh on social media if they want to give you a follow yeah i'm at uh owen harn real life florida man on um instagram i'm on owen harn on twitter uh you know just, uh if you're gonna send me some DMs, please, please be nice and uh, you know not too uh, weird. Because I've gotten a lot of since Cobra Kai aired, I've gotten a lot of weird stuff sent to me, and I'm just like, okay, let him down gently. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, there you go, guys. Uh, you know where to find them. Uh, Owen, thanks again for uh, joining me. And we'll yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for reaching out. It's been a great pleasure working with you today. And uh, I'm finally glad we finally got to get this to work out. Absolutely. And to everyone watching or listening at home, we'll see you guys next time. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, by the way, for your fandom. You've been great, man. You've been along for the ride the whole time. You've been cheering us on. You're, you really get into it. You get the fans engaged. So you being here is, is, is important, and we really, really appreciate you, man. Thank you. So keep up the good work.